0: Hello and welcome to Pop Off with Michael and Terry,
1: a pop culture review and recommendation podcast with a queer and
0: Mexican point of view. Hello. Hello, we're back. It's been a hot minute. We're back together again. I know. For the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> How have things been? Um,
1: You know, in general, things have been really good. I feel like this winter hasn't been as harsh on me as past winters have been for, uh, I guess, one reason, one big reason is because Michael bought a Peloton in November, and, Uh and then the teachers went on strike. So I had nothing to do for a solid week. So I had no other option but to try a Peloton. And I don't know why it took me so long to try, because it was so fun. I love it. It's so easy so to get on. She's been
0: hanging out with Cody Rigsby. <laughs> um, I've been
1: trying other trainers and I just go back to Cody. And I I love Cody Rigsby. He I feel like he's our generation. He knows us. His jokes are like our humor and and he's motivating. My favorite is
0: when my favorite is when he does this, like he'll like be exercising like on the bike, whatever, and then he'll just like randomly just like head whip yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) and like his music choices like he'll do like a y2k mix and i'm like I hate when people do Y2K mix and then they choose songs from like 2008 and I'm like, yeah. you don't understand what Y2K is and he does. So it's like he'll have like Samantha Mumba and Dream and I'm like, yes, this is Y2K and it's nice. really fun. Yeah. Like Mandy Moore Candy will come on. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like it feels silly to do. And then at the end, I'm like, oh, that was actually a really good workout. So that has helped my winter out a lot. Good. Um, And then just, yeah, I feel like I usually dread the winter, and this one has been really good. I went to uh, Leavenworth. Have you heard of
0: it? I saw your pictures. I've always wanted to go. Oh,
1: my God. I had somewhat high expectations. So Leavenworth is this tiny, teeny, tiny town up in Washington in the middle of nowhere in a mountain range. It's a tiny mountain town.
0: It looks it, really cool.
1: Yeah, the idea is it's this uh small town that is Bavarian style. So I didn't even know what Bavarian meant. So Bavaria is a is a area of Germany that's southern Germany and it's known for being like in the Swiss Alps and like beautiful like, you know, if you think Frozen Elsa like snowy mountains chocolate
0: bavarian chocolate and like people wearing
1: (laughs) leather so this small town decided to turn into a bavarian town i looked into the history it's really strange so like it's not from bavarian people like it's literally a town that was dying because the railroad track like diverted away from them and it was turning into a ghost town so the people were like what if we just like made it german here and so they did and i was expecting it to be like very themed i wasn't expecting it to be this themed to this level like everything yeah. is bavarian like things are written in german uh th- there's just like bavarian restaurants and bars and like shops weird and, so like, it was
0: like stepping into germany for a minute it
1: really was in like a very disney level like it wasn't yeah it yeah yeah you know like my friend elise her family is from germany um and she goes to Germany all the time. She has family over there, so she's very acquainted with the with the country, the
0: culture, and yeah, but yeah.
1: So I was really curious what she would think, and she was really excited to like try some Bavarian food. And every time she was like, mm, "This is not actually authentic. This is a very Americanized German food," which is fine, yeah. But uh, so it's not like super authentic, but it's it feels like you're walking into like the little villages people build in their living rooms for Christmas time where it's like, everything is perfect. And there's like people ice skating and there's like, you know, people caroling. It's literally walking into a life-size one of those. And it snowed when we were there. And it was like the most beautiful, perfect soft snow. And there was like, everything is covered in lights. Uh, They do this for Christmas, but then they keep it all up through the winter through February. So it's actually better to go after Christmas and be able to experience it without all the crowds, Um, We stayed in this huge lodge that had this really nice outdoor heated pool. And we basically spent like three days just gallivanting around, having snowball fights, going to bars, getting food. The downtown area and downtown is is generous. It's like the entire town is like 10 blocks by four blocks. It's so small. But in the center, there's a sledding hill. So there's just like constantly people sledding. So it's just like very... Fancy and, or it's very fantasy and merriment happening everywhere. It was really fun. It was a great getaway for the weekend. And like we were kind of wanting that like classic snow weekend, and it was perfect for that. So we just had an absolute blast. We did this like alpine roller coaster ride where you go through the mountains on this track it was it was wild the whole time was just cool silly and fun and it's worth the trip it would be great for kids it's also great for adults i don't know i had a blast i want to go back every year now i was like this is the full fantasy it's like a hallmark movie everywhere you go so
0: fun so how far away was it
1: it was five hours which is it's a drive it's a drive if you're if you live in seattle it's like a two-hour drive or and they have a train that goes from seattle to leavenworth so it'd almost be worth it to just take the train um because the drive to get there was a little sketchy but like we had a good car it was fine um but no i just i just loved it i i fell right into the fantasy of it all it was great um nice yeah. And then I have just been busy every weekend. So I did that for a weekend. I went and visited my parents at the beach in Newport the that's weekend right. after that. And then the weekend after that, which was this last weekend, I went to Le grand to spend time with my family and help out with some house stuff. And now I, I got back from the grand yesterday and then I fly to Hawaii tomorrow. Uh, oh my to, God. To be there for three weeks. Um, my little,
0: uh, that's right. You usually go like, yeah,
1: I leave every winter to just kind of take a break. Um, and it's a reset time it's like we've survived the coldest of the of the of the months and totally. i'll come back for it to be march which is my one of my favorite months so
0: nice I,
1: yeah i'm kind of in between a lot of things
0: but i've had a really good winter how are you doing girl i've just been at home working <laughs> nice <laughs> that's good too just doing that yeah i know I, I finished a lot of comic work and stuff like that so that feels good but um but yeah, just like getting back into, I also started teaching at the art school that I went to. Nice. What art school? So is it? the it's PNCA. PNCA, the Northwest yeah. College of Art. So I mean, I say teaching, but like I'm, I'm essentially like uh, mentoring several students there who are doing their thesis projects. Okay. Um, so I did have to technically get hired by Willamette University, who owns PNCA now. Hmm. Um, so I am an employee. Okay. Of that school. Um, and yeah, it's been interesting. It's been nice, sort of like helping. Um, you know people doing their projects and stuff I feel useful I feel good you know doing that so that's nice and yeah. it's a little bit of extra income so hey, totally right? love that um, I love that yeah so that's been good I've been doing that Um. other than that just like you know getting back into the groove of working I'm still writing like a comic series I'm doing covers for that same series nice so yeah that's pretty much what I've been doing and then you know watching a lot of Movies and TV. <laughs> same,
1: same, same. I mean, we did Should have we... a crazy <clears throat> ice storm. I was going to and... ask
0: you, have we recorded since we had that? Like, I don't ice think so. I don't think so. I don't think so.
1: Yeah. It, was, um, it sh- yeah. shut the
0: town down for a little bit.
1: Yeah. Portland got covered in like a thick sheet, like an inch thick of ice that just didn't melt for like five days. And a lot of people were without yeah. power and people couldn't leave their house. Oh
0: my gosh. A friend of mine, the power went out at his place. Mm-hmm. And so like his so he didn't have heat for like two days and he and his roommate were like freezing Mm. and because of the ice they couldn't like just get in their car and drive somewhere yeah and and like they they had to like sleep like you know under every blanket that they had Mm. wearing a whole bunch of clothes like and and it was getting to the point where like they you know they didn't have um like they couldn't even like boil water Mm because obviously their stove wasn't working you know so a friend of theirs actually who had to go to work and had like chains on their tires picked them up and like Good. saved them took them to their house you know gave them some like a hot meal and let them shower at their house and, and it's just like I can't like it's insane the way that it like shuts everything down here it, it got and I dire. saw so many trees uh everywhere that fell over everywhere yeah, yeah. that's insane. like
1: there's like a tree that was so big it like bent this uh metal fence this like Cast iron metal fence in the craziest ways. Like it got dangerous. Um, yeah, we did that's lose. Crazy. Yeah, we lost power the Friday right before it all hit, which is funny because it wasn't weather related. Um, it was that someone drove their car into a transformer, so we lost power like the uh, day before the ice storm. So we were like, they better fix it right before, and they did. So we were lucky; we had power the whole time. Oh, so good. Um, and a and a fireplace. And like, I leaned in so hard, I actually had like the best week that week because I got to stay still and do nothing and I just did a puzzle and watched movies and like did did nothing and like yeah, nobody's kind of working tv
0: exactly. yeah I,
1: I would like check my work email there'd be nothing because people didn't have power so it was really like there's nothing to do and I okay here's it. the
0: other thing that I think is crazy about maybe what you do did you get like paid time off because of snow yeah yeah Yeah, see, that's insane. So, like, you know that you're getting paid. Uh huh. like, I'm just gonna sit here in my PJs and watch Uh
1: TV and like not stress (laughs) about it. Yeah, we have a policy, so we get paid during snow days. Um, because you know most of our staff are hourly, so like they would be so screwed, and they're working part time anyway. So it's like it's it'd be a huge huge hit for them. Um, so I it was really fun to like text the staff every day and be like, you get another snow day, and it's so unexpected and um. What I love to do in those days that. is to, like, have a puzzle going, have my iPad st- set up, and then just watch movies that I've never seen that I've always wanted to see, but I just am never in the fun. mood. Yeah. So I watched, like, Casablanca for the first time. Oh, wow. Um, I like to, I went into some old movies. I watched um Some Like It Hot. Amazing. You've never seen that? I had never seen it. It was amazing. Oh, wow. Marilyn Monroe, I was like. Uh, yeah like i i get it like she is yes, so she was so good charismatic and funny and silly and then i watched uh you won't believe this i've never seen mommy dearest until that week are you serious i had never actually sat Gina! down and watched it,
0: yeah. Bring me the axe. it my was... favorite line is i'm not mad at you i'm <laughs> mad at the dirt <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what uh, scott says to me all the time it makes me so mad he goes, because I am not one of your fans. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: <laughs> the scene where she's like in the boardroom, uh trying to stay on the board of like Pepsi. Oh yeah. And she's like, Don't fuck with me, fuck fellas. With me
0: fellas. The yeah. funny
1: thing is, I'd seen that clip so many times, but I thought this whole time that that was an actual movie with Joan Crawford in it. I didn't realize that was someone portraying Joan Crawford. Oh and yeah. I remember seeing that clip and being like, oh wow, Joan Crawford's actually pretty amazing. And then Realizing, oh, that was never a Joan Crawford. That was
0: someone portraying yeah. her. My um, actually, I forgot. My favorite part in that whole movie is after she basically beats the shit out of little Christina. And then like the whole I think they're in a bathroom. It's like a, it's trashed. And Chris little Christina, she just looks around. She's like, I don't know what, seven. She yeah. just looks around and she goes, Jesus Christ. Jesus
1: Christ. <laughs> <laughs> With like powder all over her face. God. So good. That movie was I wild. Shall... It was yeah. wild. It was like more intense than I even expected. It's really sad. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I get why it's so campy and loved by so many people. It was yeah, it was a ride. Like, it was a wild ride. Totally. Um, but
0: yeah, loved it. You saw Mommy Dearest. You know what Mommy I just okay, not, uh, what I just discovered that's that I'm kind of living for is that somebody's uploaded a bunch of the Ricky Lake show from the 90s oh. to YouTube. <laughs> uh huh. So today um, I watched. Um, an episode that was called like um, My girlfriend doesn't know that I'm gay. Oh my god, so good. And you're like, How did she not know? <clears throat> yeah.
1: He's wearing anyway. like a choker necklace. Um Ricky like had like a resurgence a couple years ago where she was like going on a lot of podcasts and like she has her own podcast. and think she was promoting it. Mm-hmm. And she talks a lot about that time of her life. It's fascinating, like who she was, how she got on it, like how why that it was show
0: was insanely
1: huge it was with, with like juggernaut competition shows mm-hmm. right up against her and she still
0: was like kind of the most popular the cool thing that that a lot of people don't realize i think about ricky Lake is that a lot of the shows the talk shows that were like phil donahue sally mm-hmm. jesse jenny jones like the thing that was different about ricky was that she was putting young people and people of color mm-hmm. on the show more than anyone else yeah and that's what kind of i think really launched like th- the show got a lot of young viewers because of
1: that so. yeah <clears throat> and she was such an ally to those people and could like oh yeah show how to be an ally she wasn't she was there compa- to a
0: compassionate talk she
1: was how. and if someone in her audience was like mouthing off or getting racist or homophobic or whatever she would put them in their place in a second and like other talk show hosts didn't really do that they would kind of let the drama happen for television but she would be like no not on my show and right and she she talks about that how she wasn't like intending to be this like you know standout ally it's just like who she was and it came across so authentic i think that's also why i loved her so much is that i felt like you could really trust her she wasn't there just to like exploit you
0: yeah she so one of the podcasts that she does i guess is basically her and this other guy who have never seen it are watching every episode of the ricky lake show and then they talk about it and she gives Uh, you behind the scenes stuff and whatever and it's uh, like the first couple episodes are really interesting because she talks about sort of the creation of the show and like what she had to go through to get the show off the ground and that was really fascinating Mm -hmm. um and it's just interesting. We don't have shows like that anymore. We don't. We don't have any
1: like all the talk we, don't have a, shows... we don't
0: have a talk show where someone stands in the audience mm-hmm. with the audience and talks to people. What is that? Because that's a, I don't that's... know. It's just like not a thing anymore.
1: It's not a thing. um, yeah. And like having guests that are like one day it's someone who's super famous. the other day it's like, here's these this like outlying group of people that are just kind of fascinating. Like what are right. they all she about? used
0: to have Rue on the show all the time, who? Like she would have Rue on the show, and then, then Ru Paul. Oh yeah, 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 totally. And then like who? she would have, um, yeah, who, <laughs> um, <clears throat> who Paul? Um, yeah, she would. Yeah, she'd just have like regular people just like talking mm-hmm. about whatever. So yeah, yeah, totally. Anyway, check out Ricky Lick, guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, um,
0: should we uh, pop off about some movies?
1: Yeah, let's do it. What movies are have right. you been watching
0: or anticipating? Well the oscars are coming up right so sure. um i'm going to make my way start making my way through a bunch of the stuff that i haven't seen um last time we recorded i think we did talk about killers of the flower moon so i saw mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um the movie i saw since then was anatomy of a fall and i don't know if you know what this one is uh only
1: because of watching the other award shows and
0: them talking about it so it's it's a movie that's in english german and french depending okay. on the scene but it's about this couple <clears throat> and they have a son who's um pretty much blind and they live i don't i think like on the border of france or germany maybe whatever i don't know anyway the dad of the family is basically found outside of their house in the snow like dead mm. and looking like he either fell or was pushed from mm. you know the balcony and so then because of the investigation that happens after that the the movie is about the wife and she gets put on trial and um you know you're trying to figure out whether or not she pushed him or mm-hmm. he fell hmm. and it's like well he was drinking but also they were fighting the day before like it's really interesting and huh. and fascinating And and she was nominated for like you know i think she's been nominated for an oscar for this role yeah um but she was really good in the movie like really really good um but yeah, I think it's worth a watch. I think that it's it's one of like if you're in the mood for like a psychological like, I don't know, did she Didn't she? I want to try to figure this out, make up my mind. Like, I would suggest checking that out. It's really good. And it was really interesting seeing the way that the French court system works. it is very different from ours, ok. Very different. So I'm looking was, at this lady. I don't
1: recognize anything that she's been
0: in, so I don't either. But she did another movie this year that was not that was nominated for a bunch of stuff. And it was about um, I don't know. It's about Nazis or whatever, right? But sure. apparently she's like really good. <laughs> I'd never heard of her before, but she's, okay. you know, she's doing great. See her so all the yeah, it's Anatomy of a Fall. Um, the next movie I really want to watch is Past Lives. I haven't seen that one yet. Do you know about that one? No. It's um, do you watch um what's that show on Apple Plus with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston? Oh, uh the morning, the morning show. show? Yes. Do you watch that? I saw so, the first the, season. I haven't picked it up since okay. and I've been. So she's to. like the, the Korean woman who's like produces the show. Yeah, bit. totally, Okay, totally. So she stars in this movie okay. and it's in Korean, and it's about a woman um who sort of like find like she meets up with like an old flame or an old boyfriend. And it's sort of about like how she deals with that. While at the same time, she's like moved on and she's married to someone else, and it's like about finding or seeing an old love and like what that does to you. Um, it's supposed to be really great. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to to check that out. So anyway, fun, fun, yeah. what have you seen? Well, there i I don't have a movie that I have
1: seen, but I have a movie that I am anticipating watching somehow Ooh. some way. So, okay. There's there's buzz about this movie because it premiered at the Sundance Film Festival and it's called Sasquatch Sunset. Have you heard about what? this? What? No. So it stars... Uh, what is his name? Uh, uh, from the... Uh, oh my gosh. What is his name? Jesse Eisenberg. Okay. So he's from like that Facebook movie. And, you know, he's from yeah. a lot of stuff. So it's him and a woman. And the entire movie, they play Sasquatch. They're like real Sasquatch and what? and they're like in these sasquatch hyper realistic costumes and prosthetics, and they are a family of sasquatch and the movie is following them around in their lives as if it's like National Geographic and just like what is the a year of a Sasquatch life and it shows them with all of their like habits and how they and like how they like avoid the modern world and like It just sounds so ridiculous and campy, but like fascinating. And it's kind of funny, but also kind of like, what is the point of this? So it premiered at the Sundance Film Festival and people didn't know what to make of it. And and like, it was a lot of people walked out because they were just like, I'm not doing this because there's scenes where they're like, Defecating to mark their territory, and there's like a whole montage of pooping, and that was enough for some people to be like, "I'm not watching this." And so now I'm like, I kind of have to huh. see Jesse Eisenberg being a Sasquatch pooping everywhere. So I, I want to see it. I don't know. Yeah. They haven't said when it's coming out. Uh, there's no trailer yet, but there's getting to be a lot of buzz about Sasquatch Sunset. So I'm I'm curious if it's going to be like a, I don't know. Wait, like so you a, said
0: there? Did you say there's no trailer yet?
1: There's no trailer yet. But they they should be coming out with one soon. Um,
0: I don't know. I am googling this. I am for fascinated. some reason. You know, you know who's gonna love this? Who? My husband. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: What's <Well>, <laughs> like he anything? Believes,
0: yeah, he fully believes that Sasquatch is like real and just avoids humans. Uh, um, I mean, yeah,
1: I come from a family that has also had the same belief system, and we live out in the middle of nowhere. Wait
0: a minute. Wait a minute. It says maybe this is like wrong. The same but it trailer? Says that there's a teaser trailer on YouTube. I mean,
1: then I I haven't seen it. There totally. I don't is. know. I mean, okay, maybe I'm gonna like... look at that when we're done. Yeah, I see it too.
0: Oh, stop! Stop! <laughs> okay, there we go.
1: Maybe it's not. Maybe it's well, not real, but whatever. Sasquatch anyway. sunset. I am in. I am in. I can't I am, wait. I'm in for the ride. Um, what about uh TV shows? What have you been watching?
0: Oh. Girl, that's all I do. (laughs) So, there's a documentary on Netflix. It's like three episodes. It's called American Nightmare. Okay. I don't know if you saw it or you know about it.
1: No. I've seen it
0: advertised, but I don't know what it's about. It's basically about this guy who calls the police one morning, and he's like, I just woke up. My girlfriend's been kidnapped. And they're like, I'm sorry, what? And he claims that guys came in with like a laser shining in his eye and that they tied him up and that they took his girlfriend and he's like and she's gone and i don't know what happened they question this guy you know they're they're basically like you know you killed your girlfriend you know whatever a few days later she walks into her dad's house just randomly just shows up walks into her dad's house and she says that she was kidnapped mm. and that this guy essentially took her to this place. So the whole time she's gone, this is all set up. What, what happened was that the movie gone girl had just come out. Okay. So everybody was like, Oh, so she showed back up. Mm-hmm. Oh, so she got, so she gone girled her boyfriend. So she, did she hate him? Was she trying to like pin this on him? So, so basically the entire media, all the police, we're like, you two are liars. You're liars. Sure. You're liars, sure. liars, liars. Then, the twists and turns that this documentary takes, Oof. you you will watch it like with your jaw on the floor. Ah. It's those, those Netflix insane.
1: documentaries. They fuck you up. I
0: know. They it's, hook it's you, and pretty pretty they pretty crazy. Ugh. Um. Also on Netflix, I watched. I think I mentioned it before, but I finished it. Um. Carol at the end of the world. It's that cartoon about like you know, the world's going to end. And it's this woman named Carol, and she works in an office. Um, What I found fascinating about this cartoon, and I do think it's worth a watch, it's, it's interesting, is that, you know, there's characters in this cartoon who like, like her parents, they're like nudists now, because they're like, Mm -hmm. well, the world's going to end. So like, they're never wearing clothes. And everybody's just kind of doing what they want. And I found it fascinating, because nobody's really examined, done, done something like this, where they examine that, like, the only way that she can, like, get through this situation with the world ending is if everything just stays the same. Mm -hmm. If she could just go about her normal day-to-day life. And so many people aren't doing that. And it's interesting how like that's what she needs. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting like what happens to her in terms of finding an office job and like just like there's an abandoned Applebee's that she keeps going to because she just wants like Applebee's. Oh my God. Um it's really fascinating. So I'd check that out. Um that sounds really good. Yeah there was a couple of award shows since we last recorded Um, like the critics choice awards were on america ferreira won an award or was given an award for like representation in media whatever Hmm. and i loved her speech she's just said something really awesome about like representation how she never really saw herself in movies growing up and she said something pretty beautiful that was like it was basically like you know of course i could feel myself in other characters that i saw but I wanted to like see myself Mm -hmm. like that there was that there's a difference you know um that was really interesting and then um the Emmys happened and the Emmys awarded GLAAD with like a special Emmy and the president of GLAAD said something so profound in this speech it was really really good I'm trying to remember exactly what it was but she basically said that like um representation for queer people in media is so important because what people see on tv affects the way that they treat people in their living rooms at mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. at the ballot box mm-hmm. you know and so that that's the reason why it's not just like representation that's important but like good representation and varied yeah. stories then she said this this knocked me out she said that you know the world is in desperate need of really good stories about the trans community Mm -hmm. because she said more people claim that they have seen a ghost than know a trans person if that doesn't say like everything
1: about how yeah yeah because it's not true people are around
0: trans people i'm sure all the time 100 but the fact that we're not asking questions or that we don't know any or that like that was wild to me and and actually kind of sad so Yeah. yeah um the the grammys were actually last night as they're recording this that was interesting too but i'm sure we'll we can talk about that in a little bit yeah but um but yeah those are some of the award shows i watched i'm getting ready for the oscars obviously i just want to say that with the oscars the rumor is that they're gonna drop a wicked trailer <laughs> oh i mean that would make sense i feel like it's time isn't it coming yeah, out this year i have a running joke with a friend of mine now that this movie is never coming out seriously and they're like because it's, like, been in, been in, like, talks for, like, now, like, over 15 years. Yeah. And first they had one director, and then he left, and then another director, and then he left. And then they start. my friend was like, look, they started filming. I'm like, mm-hmm, wait sure. for the strike, honey. Then the yeah. strike happens. Oh so my I God. stopped filming. And I was like, it's never happening until I've seen the entire movie. And it's been injected into my eyeballs yeah. in the movie theater without the screen going black, without yeah. something bad yeah. happening. Then I won't believe it's real. I totally. just really won't. So they were, like, supposed to release a trailer a little while ago. It never happened. So I'm like, it's not – guys – so now it's just a running joke of me. Is and my there friend. no trailer but for it? No. So there was a there was an event called like cinema CinemaCon or something where they show like clips. um clips to distributors to get them interested mm-hmm. in the movie, and that footage leaked a little bit. So I saw a tiny piece. Of I it. feel like I've seen but, clips of it. So yeah, it must but, have been um, that. But it was taken down real fast, okay. and it wasn't finished. Like none of the effects or anything were oh. in it because, like you know, there's still green screen stuff or whatever. Uh-huh. Um. But they released some like an audio clip that leaked and it sounds amazing. But um, Hot Topic and Target announced that on Monday, the 12th, they are releasing Wicked merchandise, oh. which is essentially a t shirt with the logo of the movie on it. So, why would they release merchandise on the 12th when the Oscars are on the 11th? I mean, the Super Bowl is on the 11th. Okay, oh. sorry. I, I said Oscars. I meant Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl is coming up this gotcha. weekend. That makes sense, And too. they're supposed to release a trailer for Wicked during the sure, Super Bowl. Sure, sure. A couple of news articles have come out saying that. We'll see. But if they drop a trailer on the 11th, it would make sense that on the 12th, these totally. stores would then release merchandise. So anyway, we'll see. I'm not, sure. not going to be watching the Super Bowl. I'm going to be playing D&D. Yeah. Once D&D is over, I will go to the internet and I'll watch my Wicked. <laughs> totally. Anyway, um, I've been watching Fargo
1: and i'm not i'm like the only person not watching fargo everyone around me is watching it have you seen it. any of it i've never seen any of it or the movie okay
0: you can watch you can watch it out of order and you okay. don't really need like because the seasons are all different stories right that are kind of tangentially related to fargo mm-hmm. season 5 is my favorite season um a friend of mine started watching season 5 loved it and then watched the rest of the show i just want to say that like in the final episode of season 5 um, I thought the final episode was really beautiful and there was some great writing in it. Um, beautiful writing about like just like um being kind to people and living life. And it was really it was a really nice end to that season. Nice. Um that season has Jennifer Jason Lee in it, and I will watch anything she's in. Oh, totally. Um, what else did I watch? Okay, so a couple more shows. Um I watched a Vietnamese gay dating show called Boys Like Boys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same exact thing that was like that I watched previously that of my like Korean gay dating show called his man. It's the same exact format, same thing where they just put a bunch of guys in a house and they have them go on dates with each other. And it's very formal and whatever. It's There's one thing that happened that I thought was so cute. There's one guy, his name's Gino. I drew him. He's on my Instagram now, <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's really handsome. Got a great body, whatever. They do a challenge where they're like all playing basically like a soccer kind of game, but in a swimming pool. Okay. And one of the guys, is like terrified to get in the pool and like like really really scared and all the rest of the guys are already in the pool playing around whatever and gino the guy that i like he sees that this guy's terrified and he walks over to him and he like holds his hand he like carries him slowly into Mm -hmm. the pool he's like i've got you you're safe don't worry and he talks to this guy and this guy tells him that when he was little he was pushed into a pool by a bully and he almost drowned so like that's why he's like scared to go somewhere. and but, but like it was so because nu- he then tells like the other guys like guys like we need to be supportive we need to like this is our friend this is whatever i was like this is so sweet it was really nice just to watch a show and that is sweet and, like a yeah it was really cute it was sweet anyway it's fun it's on a it's on a streaming service called gaga ooh la, la. okay <laughs> <laughs> of course we all have that so yeah no um i mean you can sign up for it for free okay um uh, la la la. yeah but then you can also like you know, it's one of those things where, like, the first two episodes are free. Right, right, right. But then to watch the rest of it, you need to sign up for a $7 a month account, whatever. Sure. Um, the other show that I watched all of recently is Griselda. I I Do you remember. know about that? Uh-uh. Okay, so it's a new Netflix show. It stars Sofia Vergara. And it's a biopic of Griselda Blanco, who was um, one of the most famous drug cartel runners oh, in this, the world.
1: Yes, 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 yes.
0: It starts out with a quote from Pablo Escobar, which is insane. And his quote is, the only man I was ever afraid of was a woman named Griselda Blanco. Oh, that's amazing. There is so much violence, drugs, craziness in this show. It's insane. She's, I'm, I'm really glad she got to do this show. And on the one hand, it's kind of sucks that like uh, a Colombian drug dealer. Okay. Like, you know, but she talked in an interview about how her choices in terms of like acting roles is really limited. And I remember seeing Sofia Vergara in a telenovela when I was younger. Really? I saw her in, I saw her in a movie called Chasing Poppy where she was like a, really funny in this movie. It was about three three women who realized they're dating the same guy. Um, so I saw her in that. She at the time didn't even speak English. So huh. she learned all of her lines phonetically so that she could just say them in English because the movie's in English. Um, not, I mean, a little while after that is when she got Modern Family, um, but she talked about she's like, look, I'd love to do movies like Mission Impossible or Dune or whatever, but because I have because of the way I talk, mm-hmm. she's like, I can't help it. That's how I talk. Yeah. Like, people don't take people don't take me seriously because yeah. I have an accent. Yeah. And so her roles are limited. So in this show, she acts half in English and half in Spanish, and that alone just sort of tells you like, like, you know we see we see her act in english and we're like oh haha ha, funny funny accent mm-hmm. but when she acts in spanish it's like dramatic wow so it's really interesting show it's 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 um i i remember reading about griselda blanco and like le- hearing about her um not too long ago in the news and whatnot but then like i think it's maybe six episodes something like that it was really well done i liked it um but if you want like a gritty like ooh i want to see her tear up the yeah, you know. if it's her. Or you can also watch Trixie and Kim Chi make fun of it on YouTube. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> they do one of those, like, queens I like to watch. Uh, um, And that's about it. Man. Um, I saw, well, I've been watching True Detective, too, this new season. But I don't know if I really like that. Yeah, I've never watched that either.
1: That It's like that and Fargo is what everyone's talking about. And I'm like, they just haven't, like, pulled me in. And... Well, the only
0: reason I started watching True Detective is because isa lopez is a director who's from mexico and i really liked a movie she made and she's directing this whole like season it seems so it's like mm-hmm. oh cool i'll check it out and it's like a creepy alaskan town my sister used to live in alaska so it's very much like 40 days 40 nights remember when we watched yeah that yeah movie yeah. In the cabin? yeah um but also starring joni foster so i was like Ooh, okay and i also like like there's a little bit of attention now in um a little bit not a lot um about stories about Native women in Alaska who like just disappear and get murdered, mm. and, oh, wow. and how like the cops don't give a you know give a crap. Sure. Um, and so that's a little bit about what it's about. But the thing I don't, the the thing that's like not pulling me in, is in true crime. Okay, I'm someone who loves supernatural stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like my favorite shows, Buffy. Great. In true crime, I don't want supernatural in it because then it could just be anything, right? You know, it's like, no, I'm trying to figure out what the crime was, What, who did this, whatever. But if it's like a friggin' ghost, or if it's like people can see demons, then it's like, then, it's not tr- then to me, that's not true crime. Then
1: all the, all the rules are out,
0: and you're making a- Right, so that's kind of what's keeping me at bay, I guess. Mm. And then, of course, I'm watching Drag Race. <laughs> of course.
1: Should we get into season 16 of Lead Le Drag?
0: maybe we should about the draggles i call it it the draggles um well what's your overall take on this season i think the season's pretty good Mm -hmm. i do remember that like after the first episode because it was that split premiere right i remember thinking oh are they saving all the kooky queens for episode two and yes they were girl because that's when (laughs) nymphia wind walks in Uh um but uh i think that i don't know like i tweeted something that i thought was like kind of okay, I'm just gonna say this. Let's talk about playing Jane because yeah. <laughs> that's basically what the season is about so far. The thing that I find interesting is that a few times now she has been like, oh well, um I'm just stating my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it's just my opinion. That's not a crime, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, no, it's not a crime, but whatever. Mm-hmm. The my issue is, and I wish somebody would just say this to her, is stating your opinion isn't a crime. But when you consistently and constantly feel the need to state negative opinions about other people in front of them, it's not a crime, but it is a cry for attention. Yeah. And the fact that you need this much attention says more about you than it does about the people that you're coming for. Yeah. So there's something really broken there that like, I don't mm-hmm. understand. Um So that's sort of what, like, it's interesting because spoilers, guys, spoilers, but, and you're caught up, right? Yeah, I'm caught up. Like, what story, who is she going to fucking fight with now that that Amanda's got She'll she'll find somebody. She'll find somebody because Q, she was fighting with this last one too. Right. And then, and then she like brings up Amanda and Amanda's like, calls her a cunt and it's like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck is your problem and whatever. And then she's like, well, who am I making up with right now, Q or you? And someone's like, you brought her up, girl. Yeah, yeah. So like this attitude of like well who am i apologizing to right now it's like you're the one that pulled her in right so i just i do think that there's a lot of talent there but i think you you understand this because we've talked about it how like there's still too many of them there right now sure for us to like you know no i i
1: if i had flashcards of all of them i'd be able to name maybe five of them um i just don't i can't like well, memorize. All i their mean names. there's a
0: few who stand out right because mm-hmm. either they have a memorable either they've done something memorable mm-hmm. or they have like a memorable personality or yeah. they've like done or they've shown something impressive. So I remember Q because of all the like great looks.
1: I remember, I remember Nym-
0: Nymphia because she's Horse. smart and funny. Uh-huh. And then I remember Dawn because she's a weird. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Um, Amanda, I remembered Amanda because of her name and because she was you know, and plain mm-hmm. Jane because she started drama with everybody. That's kind of yeah. it. Like, which yeah. sucks because I—I I mean, I do know all their names, just because I do. And there's like so many Latinas there this season that—that's awesome. But like, the Latinas aren't the ones that are like standing out right now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do—I more and more every episode I do like Morphine, and she's the one who looks like somebody tweeted like, "Oh, this one runs a Sephora like it's the Navy." Oh yes, so, <laughs> I really like her. I—I really I like, like her, her. too. Um, I think she's great. She kind of won me over in, like, the second Untucked when Jane is coming for Amanda. And Morphine goes, now, be, be careful. That's my sister. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But she's, like, she's the fact he told her to be careful, I was, like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I kind of like her. So I'm interested interested to see where she goes. Um. But, yeah, hey, I don't know. I, like, Geneva's already lip-synced twice. I feel like she's probably next she's to go. She's going to go. I didn't like what she wore last time on the runway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel how you, like. I, how are you feeling about it? I mean, I'm very entertained. I'm.
1: It's not boring. It feels no. like there are people who are very original. Um, I don't have as many like comparisons to other queens as I usually do. Like, I feel like they all kind of stand out on their own. They have their own stamp, their own, their own vibe. Um, the the Plain Jane versus Amanda drama. I really. It, it's funny because I I love when they fight. <laughs> like we live for it that's what our the yeah. memes are that's what the the sound clips are from like those are the kind of the best parts like i love looking back at you know detox freaking out or like uh you know silky having her moment and um those are the best parts but like this doesn't feel like that it just doesn't feel like good drama and i've been noticing something just in in reality tv in general i've noticed when people are recommending shows or something and they say oh, there's this reality show I'm watching. You should watch it. It's good drama. Like, there's something about that that I've been really thinking about. Like, certain shows have good drama. Certain shows just have toxic drama. And the Plain Jane stuff just feels toxic. It doesn't feel clever. It's not funny. It's not original. It's just someone being mean. And being mean is not good entertainment. It's just not. It just feels icky. And, like, maybe being in the queer community, like... Yeah, like I I feel like I've met plain Janes before and they've made me feel like shit because they're going out of their way to say something that is hurtful with the purpose of being hurtful or if it's not on purpose, then it's like, then you're not self-aware. Like there's a way to do it that is so funny. Like I can have the shit taken out of me with someone reading me to
0: filth if it's funny. If it's
1: funny. yeah. And then I'm like, oh my God, read me to filth. Like,
0: That's why Bianca Bianca works. And that's yes. why people loved Bianca because yes. she would read you, she would whatever. But even even after she had that huge fight with Laganja, and they uh-huh. had to go back out on the stage. Yes, she goes, she goes, shake it off, shake it off, come on. She she's trying to help her like get it out so that she can go back out on the stage and like do what she needs to do. You know, she was shady and she was whatever. But one, it was funny, and then two, you have scenes where she's like, "Hey, Adore, they told you to cinch. Like, don't tell anyone I'm being kind. But like, if you want, I have an extra cincher. Do you want me to cinch you into it? Do you want to?" It even yeah. shows Bianca doing other queens' makeup that season if you For watch sure. carefully. So like, I feel like you know, she Jane... said in an interview like, "I can't be a cunt twenty four seven. I have to live and operate in this world." So uh-huh. like, but Jane I think has something broken that she just needs. I think she that came attention. in. Attention.
1: I think she came in with the idea of like, "I'm gonna be the villain, or I'm gonna be the one who reads the bitches." And fine, but if yeah. you're gonna do that, you have to do it well. And. And I don't think Bianca came into her season thinking I'm gonna be a bitch. Like no. she has moments where she, yeah, she puts people in their place. So, I mean, my one of my favorite moments is her looking at uh, uh, Trinity. I think Trinity. B- yeah. What do you do successfully <laughs> quickly? Quickly. And it's like, ooh, like it, it, it's, it, it kind of stings, but it's like it's so clever and so funny and just the the timing of it. Some some of it is so much about timing of like, where are you? What is the circumstance? And another thing is like, you know, if someone were to come up to me and say something mean to me and I don't know them that well, it's like, Fuck off. But if it's a friend that we have foundation, we have a love, we have a, a mutual respect that's already been established. one of the queens,
0: one of the queens said that to her they're like, look, I said the same thing to her. But like, we have a relationship. Yeah. We know each other. Then you and so know. she knows that's coming from a place of respect. She doesn't she doesn't know you, girl. You're just like, coming he, yeah, her.
1: yeah. And and that that level of tact is completely missing. So it just feels like shallow drama. And I don't feel like it's as memorable as Can I?
0: Uh, she thinks. Can I tell you what my favorite part of the whole season is so far? It's like a little thing. Yeah, but it's when it's when Nymphia. She, you see that she makes Jane nervous. Oh yeah. When remember remember when Jane was like, "Oh, I hope she doesn't find out how I voted." Right. And Nymphia's like, "So Jane, did where, did you put me sixth? Where did you place me?" Uh-huh. But, so Nymphia, I think Nymphia's really smart uh-huh. because she knows. You know, she got like six drag daughters, so she yeah. knows how the children work. Mm-hmm. So she could have easily been like, "So where did you put me? Did you put me six? I bet you. Put, right, I bet right. you. I know you're shady. You put me." But uh-huh. her coming in like, "So Jane," like as a yeah. joke, she made Jane nervous. She did. Nobody else has made Jane nervous because she doesn't. She doesn't let Jane get to her. Yeah, because she showed her that she that I what what I think Nipia was really doing was saying like, "Oh, did you put me six?" cool I don't care yeah I don't because I know I I'm because I know I'm awesome yeah like I know that I'm better than you uh-huh and that made her like really question I think mm-hmm. what she did mm-hmm. so I think that's pretty good I don't know I guess we'll see what I feel like the, happens,
1: way, but... the way they're editing it right now the way that these episodes have been presented it makes me think that Rue and the producers thought that we were going to really like Plain Jane because she's in it a lot. I think they thought that maybe the drama would have been kind of good. But she's so pretty. She's very handsome as a man. And like they and she's doing really well. Even though she didn't deserve, I don't think, to be in the top when she was in the top. Her last look, I didn't think it was that great. Like, I've not been an actual fan of hers. But she keeps getting really good critiques and getting put above everyone else. And I have a feeling, like, what is it... What does it mean when like producers of a reality show are like, oh my God, people are gonna love this person? Let's like build them up as this character, as this person, like we're gonna put them in all these situations, they're gonna do well, everyone's gonna love them. And then the show airs and they just don't land with the audience as they thought. I, I'm curious if that is what's happening right now. And <clears> like <throat> well,
0: if,
1: if the reactions to Jane are surprising to the creators of the show, they might be a little bit like, ooh, we thought people would think this is kind of great, but like turns out we don't really like it. I, Here's I'm the curious. thing: is
0: that like, after that first clip was released of the season, where they they all come into the workroom and she calls Geneva a pig, mm-hmm. and she you know whatever, like, the discussion online was all about how like oh okay Lux Noir London needs to be humble and Mistress needs to like chill out, right? Out. But plain mm-hmm. Jane, you call, y'all are living for her. Why? Right? She's because she's mean like right. so so what that's telling people is well if you're a black or a brown queen you can't be that i guess you should just you can't be that and it, i think it really does say something how like a lot of the fandom is is like work jane yes cunty ooh, heh, but then they don't like it when like i personally i love lux and i was like why would you oh, yeah. want your why would you want lux to be humble yeah, she's not a humble <laughs> like, person she's amazing and yeah. like she she did one of my favorite things I've ever seen on Drag Race where she came out in the finale with like that huge paper mache head on. Yeah, it was amazing. Of herself. It was uh-huh. cool. And she's just a really good queen. And like, yeah. I just, I don't know, like, it's just a dumb. She just, she thing. was just like feeling so...
1: herself so much. She just like felt herself yeah. so much. And like, that's great. And like, there, there does have to be some element of, Relatability, and I I hate to say likability because I don't want like queens to think that they need to be likable to be successful. But like there there does need to be some level of like humanity or like
0: well, so this is glimmer of that. With a lot of TV now, like. Like there's like an anti here so like for instance my example is mad men is like don draper was not a good person mm-hmm. but you know you didn't need him to be likable mm-hmm. but same with like walter white breaking bad not a good person not likable mm-hmm. but you need to be interested yeah in their yeah. story you need yeah. to be interested in who they are as a person the character even if you think they're a horrible person you still want to know what happens to them because mm-hmm. of xyz so that's what I think it is. It's like, am I interested though? Like um, so who, someone on Drag Race, I don't even remember who it was, but one of the guest judges said once to a queen, you committed the a cardinal sin of entertainment. You bored me. Ugh, yeah. And I think that's what it
1: is. It's like Jane's, it, that the the conflict between Jane and Amanda, all it did was make me like Amanda because of how she was reacting to it. Jane, I felt like it was, kind of basic and boring shade yeah. like wasn't that interesting
0: and it makes me think yeah. is that what you think you contribute is that is that all you got well the thing i didn't like was that jane was like so far you haven't done anything to like
1: impress, impress me.
0: me or whatever so we'll see if you if you're able to do oh. that i would have been like why why do you think it's my job to impress you, you. it's not playing it's not playing jane's drag race It's so arrogant you know that that really and, and like me. and and then Plasma being like, well, girl, take your arm hair out of your bracelet is basically her being like, impress us then, honey. Yeah, like, right. You know, and then she gets mad and lashes out at her. She's like, well, you're also one. That to me was very telling. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. because she's never said a word about Plasma. She never said right. a thing about her. And then the minute that Plasma points it out, she's like, oh, well, you're also one that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, right. oh, okay, sure, honey. Like, that's just dumb. I I hope that...
1: Uh, I wonder how long Plain Jane's going to be in the show. I feel like she's going to be in it for quite a while. I wonder what her progression will be. Because there does tend to be these times where, like, people who are playing that part will start to be like, oh, I'm going to show you my vulnerable side and show that I am a good person. And maybe this is all just to, like, protect myself. And, like, sure. But I I don't think she's going to have as much of a satisfying, like, villain to someone we love arc as, like, Silky did. Like, I'm obsessed with Silky now. But, like, in her season, I was like, ooh, she's just kind of like always wanted to fight, but like now I'm like, God, oh, she's great. And then now I look back at the past season.
0: I'm like, I love her. And well, all those- you know, you know who had a kind of a villain edit that I think went on to like, be amazing is Raja O'Hara. Yeah. She Remember did. she was like real testy. She was real uh-huh. uppity with Scarlet. She was mad. She was lashing out. And then like, over the course of her being on All Stars and then on Canada versus the World, yeah, you just really saw her like embrace who she was, and then she just uh-huh. kicked ass. It mm-hmm. was really great to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the the only other thing I think about this season, and I guess we can move on if you want, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, the other thing I think is that I don't. Drag Race is set up so that the judges can say whatever they want, and, and sway things however they want. Like I've told you in the past how like. Adore, why don't you cinch your body? But then they don't tell Naomi to cinch your body. Yeah. They don't tell her to put on padding. Right. You know? And it's almost like a queen does something on drag race, and then pretty soon after that, like and they'll be vilified for it by the judges. So for instance, um, what was it? They just did one. Oh, pussycat wigs. Oh, right. Monet, Monet, why do you always wear these awful pussycat wigs? And now it's a fucking challenge. Right. A runway challenge, right? They do that all the time. So the thing that bothers me is Michelle saying to Don. We need to see more versatility like you've been wearing the elf ears like eh. she's shown many looks already the Cher look she showed the Audrey Hepburn look without the elf ears she's done quite a few without it but they never say to a fashion high fashion queen or a you know a pageant queen they never say to them we need to see more like kooky weirdness I need to see see more versatility ears Right, they never say anything like that. It's always the weird kooky queens that they want to see show versatility. What they really mean is, I want to see you look normal for once. Yeah, yeah. I Want you to fit into this like idea of drag that I still have. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Anyway, right.
1: Well, you know the the season's not boring. I'll say, No. and I look forward to it every every week. And me too. Um, there's, I, I I hope that like plain Jane drama doesn't totally overshadow. The other queens who there, there's a lot of them that are really great this season that I'm really excited to see more of, so I look yeah. forward to it.
0: Me too. Oh, oh, I can't wait for a
1: rusical. What are they gonna do for a rusical? Oh, god, yeah, that's a good question.
0: What did you think of Sarah Michelle Geller? I wish she had talked more. <laughs> I liked her a lot, I thought she was great. I, I do think that what she said was good advice, was great. like
1: she, she, yeah, so she was invested in it. I you could tell she really cared. And she was very present, and you know when she went back to the to the untucked, I thought that was really sweet. I thought she was awesome because like sometimes yeah. people don't go back, and I wonder if that's like the guest decision or the show, or they don't have time. But like sometimes they don't, and she did, and I thought it was great. How was it for yeah. you seeing your icon on your favorite show?
0: So here's what's funny. I mean i I loved I loved it. I thought it was great. I loved seeing her. Mm -hmm. i have a strange relationship in my head with okay cut this out if you need to (laughs) (laughs) i'm not going to (laughs) i i feel so i know she's like a former republican sure right and when hillary ran she like changed her tune she was like yes woman president Mm -hmm. that's great i want my daughter to see this great and i i know that we should be gracious enough and open it up what we don't we want people to evolve and, and change. change and open yes. up their minds mm-hmm. so like that alone makes me be like everything i say here is bullshit i should just like let it go but i feel like when buffy was on tv i remember allison hannigan giving interviews mm-hmm. about like the queer community and how mm-hmm. she supported gay people and whatever and she was playing a gay character right mm-hmm. sarah michelle Geller has talked about how because someone was like, oh, so why was Buffy such a great thing with, like, gay people? Was it because of the gay characters whatever? And in an interview last year or the year before, Buffy was like – or Sarah Michelle Geller was like, well, no, actually, that came later. She's like, you know, Buffy was this queer icon because she had this secret she couldn't tell anybody about. And, you know, her mom, she had to come out to her mom and tell – like, that was a huge metaphor for, like, mm-hmm. the coming out story, right? Sure. And so that was a big part of it. And when I saw that and I was, like, 16 years old, it it was very – It was very profound to me. If had I been one of those queens in the room, I would have been like, I would have done the Shea Coulee Naomi Campbell thing where I was like, Mm -hmm. words, there are not enough words to describe Mm -hmm. how much you have changed my life. Like Mm -hmm. I would have, that would have been me. But it feels, I I feel like, I feel like I, I need to, I need to feel like she supports the queer community a little more than Mm -hmm. I think she does. Okay. Is what, is what I feel. Like she get, she went in there and she's like I tell my kids like if someone wants to wear a dress or if someone wants to dye their hair orange okay well you're not telling your kids to to not be an asshole to gay people right you're telling them if someone's a little different that's okay like good that's a good message too but like yeah do you you know it's like the that are like queer be whatever do you, you like... want be gay or be a dinosaur and
1: it's like no no it's it's more yeah, than no like you can be anything you want it's like no this is this is real people who are gay. <laughs>
0: You know, and she said in an interview again last year when she was promoting, like, that show, the new show she did, that, like, someone asked her, like, how does it feel to be a queer icon? And she said, you know, the, that community, she said, I, I, I'm I, a member of that community. She's like, obviously, if you go down the list of qualifications, I don't qualify, mm-hmm. meaning I'm not gay, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, but I feel like a part of that community because they have always been there for me. Mm-hmm. And she said, so in turn, I hope I am always there for them. And I'm like, that's what I need to feel more. That's sweet. More yeah, like I girl, yeah, I have been there for you. I've supported you. I yeah. love you. I da, da, da. So I so maybe can you maybe on like Pride, maybe post a friggin' picture about how you do support us or something. I don't know. At sure. least in the month of June. Right, right. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. I just whatever. Yeah. <laughs> in a perfect world. Whatever. Not if Allison Hannigan had been on there. <laughs> Has she ever? <laughs> I would have no. She never has. Eliza Dushku has, like in season three oh, or four, like forever yeah, totally. ago. But this is the first time Sarah Michelle Geller has, which Crazy. that's kind of cool. But yeah. Anyway. Well let's move on. <laughs> okay. Well, other shows I'm watching.
1: Um yeah. during the snowstorm, I, I don't know what my problem was. I wasn't finishing this show until also I had the time to really think about it, but I went back into watching Reservation Dogs. Have you watched the show?
0: Oh, I've seen all of the first season and the first episode of like season two. Oh, I like it.
1: It's my really God. good. It's like I had started watching it. My friend Jan is in it. Um, mm-hmm. She's Bev, the like sassy receptionist and she's incredible. She eats up every scene she's in. She'll have a moment where she's like coming in to say one line and she like nails it like she's so funny. Um, but so I meant to watch it and then I got sidetracked with other shows and I never went back to it. And so over the snowstorm, I just was like, what the, what's my deal? So I went back and watched it. The first episode I watched, I was like, this show is incredible. It's so funny, cracks me up. I also cry hard and it's so sincere. It has this incredible cast. So it's centralized around these, uh, four teenagers who, um, are processing the suicide of their best friend in their group. And, and it's them living on a reservation. They're all, you know, First Nation people. And it's it's like how they navigate their ancestry with living in modern times and wanting to get out of this reservation. Um, and just their interpersonal conflicts and just how much their culture plays into every part of who they are. And uh, it does it in such an authentic and genuine way and really like taught me a lot about what it looks like on a reservation. I don't know. I've never been to one. I don't know. I've heard things, but it was like, I don't know it's just like a really great lens to look through to be like damn this is this is a representation of this other uh yeah. world that i'm never a part of um and it did it in such a uh, authentic and charming way i just really loved it i felt i fell in love with all the actors i like follow them all on instagram now and and uh yeah, so I love Reservation Dogs. One of my favorite shows now. I texted Jana. I was like, uh, I think this is my favorite show. She was like, Yeah, Reservation Dogs is awesome. Unfortunately, it got canceled after season three. Um, but those first three seasons, they are wait, is the third season out? The third season's out.
0: It came out oh, in the I summer. I thought only the Okay, yeah. I thought only the first two seasons had
1: it has come out. it has three. The second season I was so enthralled in. It had like this really wonderful momentum leading up to this moment at the very end of the season, the third season kind of dives more deeply into the side characters. Uh, but it's all great. It's all great. Um, loved cool. it. And then what's funny is I watched that and then I'm like, I catch up on that. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go watch the new Marvel show. I start echo. And then there's Janet in echo. Like she's in this. Oh, too. really? Yeah. And I'm like, Janet is in the Marvel universe now. I mean, this is a girl that I went to college with. We were in acting classes together. We, hung out a lot when we both lived in new york um i've just been a buddy of hers through college but then like just a fan friend watching from afar watching her get all the success that i'm so i don't know happy that she got it because she's always been someone who's worked so hard and she is so hilarious and so talented and i've just always been like god Jana, you deserve everything and she's getting it and it's just awesome to see um awesome so yeah are you watching
0: echo did you watch it i haven't seen it
1: yet Okay. I watched the first Did couple of episodes. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. There's only five episodes, which is a bummer. I heard from somebody uh, that was saying that like it was supposed to be a longer show. And then it was supposed to be like its own thing, just like Hawkeye or just like any of the other shows. But then for whatever reason, they decided to shorten the season. And then they shortened the storyline. And it got kind of edited down a lot.
0: Do you think that was because of the strike?
1: It could have been because now they're not even considering it like a series. They're calling it a Marvel spotlight, as in it's like just spotlighting this character for a little bit, which I think doesn't give it enough justice. And I feel like it needs to be open Mm -hmm. for more. So I'm curious how they're going to keep Echo as a character in the um, in the universe. And but there's a lot of people from Reservation Dogs who are in Echo. So it was actually really fun to watch one and then the other. And I was like, oh, there's that guy. There's that guy. That's a person. Um, So. I really like it. I mean, it's it's the first like indigenous superhero in Marvel, so worth supporting and representing. Um I I yeah, I think it's great. But I do want to say besides things that my friend Jana is in, which also <laughs> side note, I was in Le Grand, and my brother puts on a cartoon on HBO called uh Clone High, and I love Clone we, High because we needed a palate cleanser from what we were, what I'm about to tell you. But like I'm watching that show and I'm like, wait, that voice, that's Jana as Sakawea. And like I look it up and like there is serious. My- she's in clone high. And it's like literally everything I've put on is my friend Jana. And I'm just like, she's everywhere. It's amazing. So yeah, she gets sure. to be she's Sakawe <laughs> in it
0: she's gonna be next week's guest judge on drag race
1: (laughs) oh my god i'm just waiting for that moment like i'm gonna be so annoying and text her so much and be like oh my god i see you in this i feel like she's always like i know michael i i did it i was there i know i was in it um uh (laughs) but uh (laughs) when so when i went back home uh back to the grand this weekend with my family we had on a random hbo docuseries called the curious case of natalia grace have you heard of this oh, show Oh,
0: i talked to you about this last time i think
1: oh you did oh my god well i, I forgot
0: so. um, did um you... yeah i watched I... all of it
1: oh my god I well know. i was deeply disturbed <laughs>
0: It was yeah. crazy. It was I crazy. Think mo- I think that I think that dad is the most psycho person I've ever seen.
1: I actually, I'm remembering you talking about this now because you were talking. Yeah. So, what the hell? What the hell is I, up with that okay. show? Okay.
0: I need to know what happened at the very end.
1: Yeah, with the man's family and how they're now done with her. Right. Um, what the hell?
0: I. And so apparently she signed an NDA because she's like, sorry, can't talk about it. We're doing another season. But you know what? Like this is
1: like. This is like back to what I was saying about good drama and bad drama. There's certain, I, I and this is very personal bias. Like I have a really hard time with like docu-series about deeply traumatizing things happening to people and people who are traumatized who keep getting traumatized. It's just, it's exhausting. That show yeah. exhausted me. I it, Like I couldn't get enough of a palate cleanser after it. It was fascinating. It was, you know... It had its elements of like I, I I really wanted to know how it ended, but God, it was exhausting
0: and messed was, up, yeah, it was it's yeah, it's a lot I it was it was intense, it was intense,
1: yeah, um, yeah, that dad, well, everyone, it's like one of those things we were watching, and like, I don't like anybody I see. I don't even like Natalia. I don't like anybody. They're all gross people, they're all weird, yeah, they're all weird anyway well
0: even like even like the new family that she's with i was like oh good she's with the family and they care about her and then the dad of that family is like praise everything in oh, the name god. of the lord and i'm like oh my god okay never mind now you're just spiritually abusing her but whatever uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah anyway so i don't necessarily recommend natalia grace unless you're really into that kind of like <laughs> deeply traumatizing um and it probably isn't even considered that traumatizing to watch compared to, like, all the other docuseries. But I just, like, don't watch a lot of those. So, yeah, it was a lot. Um, what about music? What are you listening to?
0: Um, Well, I got the new AT's album. You don't know who they are, but they're a K-pop boy group. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Not AT's NCT. NCT. The new album. NCT. What um, does that stand NCT? for? NCT. I don't even know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the name of their group. I mean, they were NCT 127, then they were NCT Dream. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, but I got their new album because you know they come with like booklets and stickers and CDs and crap like that. So I got that. Um, But that is pretty much it. Well, actually the thing I do want to mention that I was listening to is um, I'm a kid of the 90s. And so I love Paula Cole, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But Paula Cole now is on TikTok. And she put out a TikTok where she said that anytime her song is used, the, the, I don't wanna wait, The mm-hmm. song, oh, yes, that I she, saw makes, her that she makes no money from it. Uh-huh. She makes no money from it because she didn't own any of the music that she made in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So she had to re-record that song and she released a TikTok saying like, hey guys, if you wanna use this song for like your project or whatever, please use this version uh-huh. so that you're not giving money to some corporation that basically stole from me. Um, so she I released a TikTok to- today where she said like that she couldn't believe it, but that song has re-entered like the, like the iTunes, Apple Music, whatever, top 100. Mm. since like, so for the first time ah. because of her TikTok and because of what she posted. It just, it's like, it's weird how everything is coming. All the music I loved from when I was a teenager is coming back. Like Tracy Chapman just performed Fast Car at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Everybody was screaming for her. Mm-hmm. Like the love they were showing her crazy Annie Lennox sanctioned uh nothing compares to you as a tribute to Sinead O'Connor at the Grammys Mm -hmm. I cried Mm -hmm. like it was just really interesting how a lot of the music I listened to is like coming back around anyway
1: yeah Yeah. what about you well I don't know I just want to briefly touch on how uh Taylor Swift just announced her new album uh someone at TikTok said uh I can only think of it as the dead poet society and now I can't hear anything else. Cause the name of the album is the tortured poets department. And they were like, I'll never remember that. I'll only think of dead poet society. And so now I can't get dead poet <laughs> society out of my head, but it's so at the Grammy, she announced she has a new album coming out in April, which is so soon called the Tortured yeah. poets department. Um, And I, I dunno, as, as like a hardcore Taylor Swift fan, I feel kind of weird about it be- because I think Taylor's been really good at uh, when she's peaking, taking a little break. Um, she's had many amazing peaks. And I feel like right now is her highest peak that she's ever had with her Eras tour. She's become a billionaire. You know, Midnight's is winning all these awards. It feels yeah. to me like it might be a good time for her to just like take a breath and um not oversaturate with herself. Too yeah, she puts much. out a
0: lot of music. She, she writes puts a out lot a lot. Of music.
1: But she also will take like a year off or two years off. And so and it can kind of, you know, give other people a chance to come out with some stuff. And it is funny that uh people have been pointing out how when she did that announcement at the Grammys, like people's reactions were like excited but also like oh shit because maybe they had music they were about to come out with in April and like she's such a juggernaut like she just takes over when she comes out with stuff like it just sweeps everything so yeah I just wonder if some people are like great thanks Taylor like I was just about to come out with some stuff like Ariana Grande is coming out with an album and like I don't know like I wonder if some people are freaking out about it but um, maybe who knows and and you know she hasn't really steered us wrong or steered Swifties wrong in a very long time, like with her timing and with her projects. So I don't know. We'll see what it's like. I I I, I don't know. I think it's weird timing, and also she's supposed to be coming out with uh, her uh, Reputation tar- Taylor's version soon too. So oh. like, so I don't know where that lands in this. If she's gonna do that before or after, I don't know. But uh, hmm. I'll be really interested to see what this album is like uh midnights was uh was more of just like a vibe than like anything else it wasn't like all pop or all folk or anything it was just kind of like a really good vibey album so i'm looking forward to it but it's going to be interesting to see what actually happens
0: yeah interesting
1: yeah uh what about video games what are you playing
0: (laughs) i got scott mario wonder for christmas yeah um I actually am really enjoying it because I feel like um a lot of the newer Mario games are just people are gonna be like Terry, but I think they're like too hard. <laughs> and this one They're is just really like, hard. Yeah. And this one is just like relaxing and fun uh-huh. and like that makes it that makes me want to play it. Like yeah. that's then really fun. And I just love that you can turn into like elephant princess peach. That's oh, it's the awesome. best. Mm-hmm. Um I've also started Stardew Valley. Okay. Do you know what it is?
1: I can like picture the artwork for it, but it's
0: basically like a pixel game, right? Uh Like, but you like inherit a farm from your grandpa and it's in this little town. So then you have to like learn how to farm and then you can like raise goats and pigs and you get a horse and, you know, and then like there's like residents in the town that you get to know and everybody in the town has a story arc. Like literally there's a homeless guy that lives in a tent at the top of my town and I went to talk to him and he was like, ew, leave me alone. And then the next day I went to talk to him and he was like, I said, leave me alone. Three days later he's like what do you want then I saw him four days after that rooting in someone's trash I didn't tell on him so now he likes me ah. <laughs> I'm like this is weird like it's like get... so anyway I wanted to start playing it because I knew that at the beginning of the pandemic a big thing that helped me get through it was having Animal Crossing to play every day and mm-hmm. my friend Lindsay plays Stardew Valley a lot and she's like oh no this is the game you can play forever there's so many things you can do in it it's It's very much like Animal Crossing in a way. So I knew that like with this being an election year, with me feeling like I've been stressed out a lot, I was like, okay, I need something to, Mm -hmm. you know. But I realized I have a lot of video game anxiety. That sounds Mm -hmm. weird. But like, I asked Lindsay to come over and help me start playing it because I feel like, oh, I'm gonna do something wrong. And then I'm gonna miss something. And then I'm gonna like mess up the game. Or, oh, was I supposed to talk to this person today? And now I didn't. So now my game's going to be affected that way. Mm -hmm. Like video games are, to me, are supposed to be relaxing. Mm -hmm. But when they're like, oh, well, oh, you didn't get this like weapon. Oh, well, now you can't get this upgrade. And it's like, okay, great. Yeah. So now I shouldn't play it, I guess. Like that's sort of how I feel. So I am feeling a little bit of anxiety about playing the game right now because I feel like I'm not making progress and I might be doing something wrong. So I am going to see Lindsay again later this week so she can help me get Good. going. I, I totally understand that. What I
1: When I play video games, I get so paranoid about missing an area or like, am I supposed to be, you know, when I have like a fork in the road, it's like yeah. the worst feeling of like,
0: sh- uh, I, oh, well, I go... Okay, so totally like, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. But like, even when it shows a thing on the screen, that's like gives you three options of a response. Yeah. I'm like, oh, am I drastically making my game a specific way by choosing this response? Mm-hmm. And the story's gonna be different. So now I'm gonna miss something because I was like compliant in this response and not rude in this response. Like it may it yeah. gives me anxiety.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I, I've been yeah. playing a lot of like um I don't know how to describe the genres of games, but like I was playing God of War, which is an amazing game. Oh yeah. Oh my god, it's so beautiful! It's all about like Greek mythology. I have that
0: game, and I've never paid, and I've never uh, played it.
1: I my friend Frank had to be like, "No, you gotta play it. You'll love it." And I, I mean the the title "God of War" sounds very much like a game I would not like, like because right. it makes me think it's like a war game. And I'm like, there's literally like, anything no else I'd rather do than play a game to pretend to be I'm in a war. Um, yeah. But no, it's like Greek mythology, and it's amazing and it's beautiful. Um, and I got very obsessed with it. Finished that game, and then I got into playing the new Spider-Man game. So satisfying! I oh, love... Scott
0: plays all those. Scott's played all. Uh, of, he loves them.
1: They're the best. And then I went from that to, uh, playing the Star Wars, uh, Survivor. I think is what it's called. Uh, it's like a brand a Jedi Survivor. It's a brand new game. Oh. It feels very clunky. Uh, the like graphics aren't as great. Like, but I do huh. love the Star Wars game. I love being in those worlds. Um, but yeah. When I play these like epic adventure games, there's like you can change the setting of how hard it is. I really love a game where you can change the setting mid game because I don't like it being, I don't like it being like on the easiest setting because then it's just boring. But like I like one step up, I like basically being on beginner setting, but not like baby beginner because I like a right. little challenge, but then even on baby, uh, even on like regular, but you don't gear, want to be so
0: challenged that it's like annoying. Oh my
1: God. Like if I'm at a boss or a monster or something, I'm trying to defeat and I'm just dying over and over and over and over. Forget it. I'm done. Like when you're saying how games are supposed to be relaxing, that's not relaxing to me. Like my right. hands Same. will be sweaty. Like my heart is racing. I'm like trying to kill this fucking minotaur. And like, it just keeps killing me it's the worst so i like to yeah. you know be able to switch it to like super easy just to get through the game because i like games for their story i do like a little bit of like fight but nothing crazy and i like exploring worlds i like i like the fantasy of it i don't necessarily need yeah. to get stressed out so
0: did you play did you ever play skyrim
1: i downloaded like an old version just to see what it was like and i could not get into it but it was like such an so- old version.
0: No, that's your game. If you don't want to be stressed out, because that's the like that's that's definitely not my type of game. Yeah. But Ben was like, just try it, just try it. And so I started playing it and literally you can just like pop in and just like wander around. It's like Zelda, right? Like that. the link game. Uh-huh. But you can just like wander around and do whatever and, and you're just not do gonna stuff. like affect yeah. And just oh I found a cave, cool. I'm just gonna go find a cave and like dig in here and oh I found a treasure, great. Or like you find a fort and you're like, oh, there's bandits up there. Okay, well I'll fight the bandits and I wonder if they have anything here that I can take. Like it's or like I I literally was like, Oh, there's there's snowy mountains. So I just like wandered around the snowy mountains for two hours Uh, and fought like Yetis. That's that's Uh, my vibe.
1: Like I also don't like the like big boss levels. Like, I don't like fighting a big boss. And I actually heard another podcast talk about how like let's phase those out because they're just like they're an old school way of playing video games They're a way to slow the game down. and they're just infuriating because you're just memorizing yeah. a pattern of how to kill it. But no, I want to feel like I'm in another world. That's why I love Zelda. I like to just wander around um, right. So I gotta try it. And then after that, I did play Mario Wonder, as you did. Heck and yeah, I loved it. i I love being um, I love being Rosalia, Rosalina. Ros-
0: oh, wait, you can be her. I thought you could just be Daisy and
1: Peach. Maybe I'm Daisy. I think yellow? I'm... Yeah, I'm Daisy. I'm Daisy. Yeah, with Daisy. The brown hair. Yeah, I'm Daisy. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. being Daisy. Um <laughs> and love being the elephant. I thought the game was really fun. There were some levels. Did you go to the levels that were like up in the sky? Uh I think that's kind of where I am. Those were way too hard. I started uh... losing it. I started like cursing the game because they were they're there to like be annoying you're like this
0: is not what i came here for that
1: is not why i came here for i never finished it um anyway yeah all right we are getting through so much we are on the home stretch (laughs) what about social media what is happening on social media
0: well i did see that elmo asked people how they're doing and it created a whole shit storm Basically, Elmo <laughs>
1: came on Twitter and said, just want to check in with everyone. How are you doing? And people were like, not okay, Elmo. I am not okay.
0: What's that real? Is that a real housewives gift Or like, not fucking well. Yeah, or not whatever. fucking well.
1: And, <laughs> or like the the broad city when she's like, how am I? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I thought that was hilarious. Because like, people just popped off on Elmo. And he's like a little puppet who's like, uh, <laughs> all these adults are not Okay. It's um, been El-
0: it's been Elmo's week, because, like, Larry David also, like, was choking him on the Today Show. Did you see that? No. Yeah, so Elmo was, like, on the Today Show talking, and then Larry David, like, it, it cuts to commercial, or he thought it cut to commercial, and Larry David was, like, choking Elmo, like, back and forth. And, like, they, they, made, they made him apologize to Elmo when they came back from commercial. God. Yeah. And they're, That's... like, Elmo's a nice person. And, like, they seemed really mad with him. Like I think because also like oh well they don't want children to see Elmo getting choked out. Well, yeah, it that was makes very sense. Homer, it was very Homer Simpson, Bart Simpson, oh, like <laughs> it's yeah. like arms are flailing. Yeah, that's so. Oh, funny. that is not to go back, but that is something else I started watching is the new episode of the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and it was hilarious. I've never watched that show. Oh, it's really insane. It's um, just it's just wild. Anyway, um, what so. else? Oh, uh.
1: What else? Um, well, I just think it's funny how much people are freaking out about Taylor Swift back to Taylor Swift, but just like how they think she's like some plant from the Democrats and how she's gonna take over and make know, everyone right? vote for Biden and that Travis Kelsey's gonna win the Super Bowl. Then they literally think, and by they I mean like crazy Republicans, that she's gonna like go down onto the field with Travis Kelsey after he wins the Super Bowl and they're gonna say vote for Biden. And that's honestly what they think is going to happen. And that it's all. That's because um, they're scared that she has influence. Because she's just. And like, she doesn't even talk about politics. Like, she talked about Trump a long time ago that she didn't support him, like in 2016. But like, but I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but she doesn't seem to get into it. Like she
0: can she not people all. to register, register to vote, but she's not really telling them how to vote. Which freaks
1: out the Republicans, which like says everything you need to know about Republicans. Like they don't want you to vote because if you did, they would lose. So she just I, I think it's I just I love it because she's just doing her thing, being a successful pop star and being unapologetic about it. And that terrifies the Republican Party or I should say conservative Republican Party because they're just like, yeah. Oh, she has influence. We have to take her down. We have to come up with the most batshit crazy ideas about her. And like, mm-hmm. she so untouchable. She's a billionaire. And like, yeah, she's gonna probably still tell people to register to vote, and she should. Everybody should. Um, yeah. Why do you, Why do you not want people to vote? Why do you not want people to vote? Uh, mm. I, I just think it's kind of wild to see. Like, yeah. Because this is the thing: is like, it's like Trump, or not even to get too much into it, but like. People who believe that everyone is out to get them or that everyone is cheating are people who cheat. It's like they live in that world yeah. where that's what they're doing. So they think that's what everyone else is doing. It's like people who think that everyone else is lying are usually people who lie a lot. Like that's yeah. their reality. So it's just very telling. And totally. Uh, as you said, we're in an election year. So there's going to be all sorts of batshit crazy stuff. So buckle up folks buckle up um <laughs> what is real women have curves
0: i don't know oh you i thought you put that wrote on that- there. No <laughs> no i mean I, did I i know i know that like real women have curves is being it, like they've uh promoted a new like broadway musical about it
1: i don't know think i don't i didn't write that
0: <laughs> i don't think i did either girl <laughs> i don't know wrote that down. i because because I've actually never seen that movie. I know all about it. I don't either. I know, you know, whatever, we've got a ghost. We got a ghost, got a ghost. that ghost. wrote it down on our shared document. Someone someone hacked into our document because they really want us to promote Real Women Have Curves. Oh my Curves. God. I'm like, wait until like <laughs> a week later. We're like, we love Real Women Have Curves. <laughs> <laughs> well.
1: That's so funny. All right. Well, How about we close this out with some gimme more? Oh my God. There is something I didn't talk about. I oh, forgot. let's do that first then. Uh, I I watched the entire season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh my god! Yeah, and I thought about should you we, a lot. Should
0: we save that for next time? Sure, we can. Oh, save Oh, you thought it for about me? Time. Yeah, well, because it's let's, like let's because we're already like an hour or something. In okay, okay, happened. okay, okay. So let's let's have that be like what we talk about next time. Okay, along with maybe another TV show or something that we sure yeah, we Sounds can record again here as soon as you want.
1: Um, so we should save Game More for the next one too. I think that'd be okay, great. That's fine. Let's okay. do that. All right. Sounds good. Whew, that was a well, lot.
0: That was built yeah. up. I hope you liked this episode. Obviously, we uh, had a lot to say. We had a lot to say. <laughs> lot, Next time, I want to talk about
1: watched. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and about the Brittany and oh. Justin debacle. Oh, I'll have stuff to say about it, too. Great. Love it. Yep. yep. All, right. All right. Well, thank you for listening.
0: Have a good, I don't know
1: what, week, day, Week, year. day, month, I don't know, whatever you're feeling. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>